Hi, and welcome to Father Luke's homilies. This homily was preached in the Catholic parish of St. Mark's, Ipswich, for the fourth Sunday in Lent, year A. I pray that this homily is of some use to you. God bless you. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus went along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, for him to have been born blind? Neither he nor his parents sinned. Jesus answered, He was born blind so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as the day lasts, I must carry out the work of the one who sent me. The night will soon be here when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said this, he spat on the ground, made a paste with the spittle, put this over the eyes of the blind man and said to him, Go and wash in the pool of Siloam, a name that means scent. So the blind man went off and washed himself, and came away with his sight restored. His neighbours and people who earlier had seen him begging said, Isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, Yes, it is the same one. Others said, No, he only looks like him. The man himself said, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how do your eyes come to be open? The man, called Jesus, he answered, made a pace, daubed my eyes with it, and said to me, Go and wash at Siloam. So I went, and when I washed, I could see. They asked, Where is he? I don't know, he answered. They brought the man, who had been blind, to the Pharisees, It had been a Sabbath day when Jesus made the pace and opened the man's eyes. So when the Pharisees asked him how he had come to see, he said, He put a paste on my eyes and I washed and I can see. Then some of the Pharisees said, This man cannot be from God. He does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, How could a sinner produce signs like this? And there was disagreement among them. So they spoke to the blind man again. What have you to say about him yourself, now that he has opened your eyes? He is a prophet, replied the man. However, the Jews would not believe that the man had been blind and had gained his sight, without first sending for his parents and asking them, Is this man really your son, who you say was born blind? If so, how is it that he is now able to see? His parents answered, We know he is our son, and we know he was born blind, but we don't know how it is that he can see now, or who opened his eyes. He is old enough. Let him speak for himself. His parents spoke like this out of fear of the Jews, who had already agreed to expel from the synagogue anyone who should acknowledge Jesus as the Christ. This was why his parents said, he is old enough, ask him. So the Jews again sent for the man and said to him, Give glory to God, for our part we know that this man is a sinner. The man answered, I don't know if he is a sinner. I only know that I was blind, and now I can see. They said to him, What did he do to you? 
How did he open your eyes? He replied, I've told you once and you wouldn't listen. Why do you want to hear it all again? Do you want to become his disciples too? At this, they hurled abuse at him. You can be his disciple, they said. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses. But as for this man, we don't know where he comes from. The man replied, now here is an astonishing thing. He has opened my eyes and you don't know where he comes from. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but God does listen to men who are devout and do his will. Ever since the world began, it is unheard of for anyone to open the eyes of a man who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't do a thing. Are you trying to teach us? They replied. And you a sinner through and through since you were born. And they drove him away. Jesus heard that they had driven him away. And when he found him, he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Sir, the man replied, tell me who he is so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, you are looking at him. He is speaking to you. The man said, Lord, I believe and worshipped him. Jesus said, it is for judgment that I have come into this world so that those without sight may see and those with sight turn blind. Hearing this, some Pharisees who were present said to him, We are not blind, surely. Jesus replied, Blind, if you were, you would not be guilty. But since you say we see, your guilt remains. The Gospel of the Lord. Neither he nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Today's rather long gospel on this fourth Sunday of Lent gives to us this moving and beautiful account of the man born blind. And the disciples enter into a dialogue with Jesus concerning the reason for the man's blindness. Now, the prevailing image of God at that time was one that was consistent with a certain way of reading the Old Testament, and that was of a God who punishes individuals and groups for their sins and rewards the just with a great life and all kinds of material blessings. Now, in one sense, this way of thinking is understandable. Certainly, if we read the accounts of many of the exchanges in the Old Testament between God and his people. The trouble with this view is that it requires a very limited and stilted interpretation of the text, and in fact, does not match up to human experience. Yes, there are times in the Old Testament where God blessed some people and punished others. But equally, there was then, as there is today, times when good people suffered and bad people flourished. God is not a vindictive God. The Old Testament is the revelation of the God of love. But 
It is an incomplete revelation. The revelation is gradual. The fullness of who God is, of how he loves, of how he acts, is revealed most perfectly in the person of Jesus Christ. That's worth repeating. Jesus is the perfect revelation of God in the flesh. The fullness of God is made visible in Christ, in his life, in his words, in his actions. Jesus is the fulfillment of everything. Christ comes not to replace the law and the prophets, but to fulfill them. Put simply, if we want to know how God relates to us, if we want to know what he thinks, then we look to the person of Jesus Christ. The Old Testament revelation of God is fulfilled in Jesus. And Jesus drives a coach and horses through any kind of thinking which says that God is vindictive or vengeful or some kind of angry deity wanting to punish his children. With a man born blind, we are told that neither he nor his parents sinned. Or rather, what is meant is that the reason for his blindness is not the fault of him or his parents. He's just blind. Full stop. Some people are blind. Some have other disabilities. Some people suffer with cancer. Some people die young. Others die old. This is not because the individual deserves it. God is not punishing. It just is. And the reason that it just is, is the subject for a whole other homily. Not for today. The point, and this is important, is that bad and good things happen to all of us. God causes the sun to shine on the good and the bad alike. How we respond to difficulties, to hardships, to illness, to tragedy, that's what's important. That's what makes the difference. Jesus, in fact, does give a reason for the man's blindness. He was born blind so that the works of God might be displayed in him. In other words, God can use this man's blindness to do wonderful things, beautiful things. This man's blindness will reveal the glory of God. And in fact, it does. Now, God, no doubt, would have done many things throughout this man's life that were unique to him and the fact that he was blind. But the culmination of God's glory working in this man was that he was healed and then 2,000 years later we are still talking about this blind man in a remote part of the Middle East. This man we are still remembering and talking about because he allowed the glory of God to shine out of him and he was healed. Sadly, when bad things happen, when disaster strikes, it's not uncommon to hear the rhetoric, even amongst some people of faith, that goes along the lines of, God is angry with us. God is punishing us. Let us be clear 
That is nonsense. Sure, there are consequences for sin, but God is not some vindictive policeman punishing people with plagues and earthquakes and illnesses. If we say God is punishing, then we do not know God. Now, at times, our sin causes guilt in us that makes us experience God's love as punishment. And that's supposed to drive us to repentance and conversion. But that is about us and how we feel. That's not about God. Jesus reveals to us that God is a loving father who gives good gifts to his children. Jesus teaches us that those who suffer, the meek, the poor, the despised, those who mourn, they're not cursed. They're blessed. And they are blessed not because there is anything inherently good about suffering on its own. They are blessed because their suffering reminds them of their need for God and their dependency on him. And that is an opening for the glory of God to shine through them. Suffering allows us to get our priorities straight, to focus on the important things, to get rid of the things that actually inhibit our humanity and open us up to the glory of God. When tragedy and pain strikes, and it does, God can, if we let him, bring great fruit out of what to human eyes looks like a disaster. And this, brothers and sisters, is the substance of our faith. God brings hope out of despair, light out of darkness, resurrection out of death. Amen. Amen. Hello and thank you for listening to my homily podcast. For more information about the Catholic Parish of St. Mark's in Ipswich, go to stmarksparish.org.uk. If you'd like to check out my blog, go to fatherlukegoymore.com. God bless you and see you next time.